The brilliant horizon is expansive and breathtaking. We take a moment to pause and reflect on the future ahead of us. We see it's filled with infinite possibilities. It does require us to take the first step of faith to move forward. The journey calls to an irresistible drawing of desire deep in your soul, beckoning you ever forward. We're filled with hope and possibility. You must deeply engage in your faith to propel you into inspired action. Come engage with Jennifer Duza and Karen Smith as they lead, encourage, and inspire you through life's pivotal choices. We will focus on leadership, mindset, business, entrepreneurship, faith, abundance, and building your dreams. Jennifer and Karen's personal stories will make you think, laugh, be inspired, deepen your faith, and help you fulfill your own God-given callings. The world needs your gifts and talents. They lie ahead on your brilliant horizon. Welcome to today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome to another Brilliant Horizons. We are so excited to have you guys here, and we're excited to be here. I'm Jennifer Duza, and joining me is... Karen Smith. Hi, Karen. (laughs) Hello, my friend. How are you? (laughs) I am hanging in there, hanging in there. How about you? I think it's kind of a season of hanging in there, isn't it? (laughs) Right? Yeah. Remember I told you about the little kitty on that poster that hang in there, baby, where it's just like hanging on by a little thread. Oh, some days I feel like that. (laughs) Which actually kind of brings us to a perfect place to focus on this week's episode, which is about being present. Yes. So everyone out there who's listening, just take a great big deep breath. Oh, yeah. Right. How many of you currently are multitasking with like <laughs> 25 things at this moment? Because you're listening to the, this podcast, maybe while you're walking the kids in the park or you're folding laundry or you're doing a bazillion other things. <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't we all? I feel like I'm just constantly multitasking. I was telling you the other day, Karen, that I was the type of person that I wasn't even able to, I love college basketball, love watching college basketball. And during the tournament time, just sitting down and watching a game is like a luxury. I just, there are times when I feel like I can't do it. I can do it for maybe a quarter or a half of the game, but to sit down for an entire game, that's too much. So I'm cooking cleaning, balancing a checkbook, you know, a number of things. It is amazing. Or how many of us, even when we're on zoom calls with people, like we try to look like we're paying attention, but we're scrolling (laughs) through Pinterest or Facebook on the other side or our social media. And, you know, I know all of you are laughing right now and shaking your heads like, yeah, I do that. The reality is we live in a, a culture and society that values multitasking. We also have so much on our plate that we feel like we have to. That's really what brought Jennifer and I to this point about talking about this subject is how many amazing moments in your life have you missed just simply because you weren't present? We brought this topic up a couple of times, but recently my dad passed away and I was lucky enough to be present at that moment with him holding his hand as he passed. Mm. And I thought about what if I wasn't able to do that? Or what if I had to be working at the time? I would have missed that. Right. And it's not just those moments, but even last night, my family was sitting around and we just finished watching something on TV together. Um, and we're rarely all in the same room at the same time. Um, it was late. It was like, I don't know, 1030, uh, 11 o'clock at night, but yet we were all still 
kind of energized and engaged in chatting with one another. We turned off the TV and we all just kind of sat there together. And I love those moments because I know as a mother of teenagers, those (laughs) moments are fleeting. Uh, No one was arguing with anybody else. We were all getting (laughs) along. And that is a rare moment, (laughs) right? And it was just about being present. I remember just kind of sighing and thinking, I love this. I love my family. I love this moment um, where you take that kind of that little snapshot in your mind of, I want to remember this forever. Oh, I love that. And that, that spark of deep gratitude, that feeling that you had that actually fuels more future opportunities with your family and your loved ones in those moments. And Mm -hmm. we just, we miss some really sacred things in our life because we're always trying to hurry through it. And especially when things are hard, like, you know, you and I both have gone through some pretty hard seasons in the last couple of years in our lives. And I think about the times that I've slowed down enough to realize how much good is also happening and all of the amazing things that just happen every day. It really deepens your perspective and it really shows you what's real and what's not. We forget in the chaos that we're told that our lives are supposed to be is so distracting and it actually keeps us from our real purpose, our real dreams and the goals that God actually has for us to carry out. Being present is actually what you build your memory bank of. When are you ever going to get those back if you just keep rushing through it? I even think about some of my favorite travel memories. A friend of mine, after we got our master's degrees, we went to Australia to celebrate. I just remember when we first got to the Great Barrier Reef and granted, Let's qualify this. We both come from very landlocked, dry mountain Western states. (laughs) There is no water here. Right. Except for the mountain streams. And the first time I saw that incredible jewel-like sparkling water of the sea, it was so mind-blowingly beautiful that I just stood on the bow of our ship and thought, I have to remember this. I have, and I can even see it now. I have to imprint these 10 or 11 different shades of blues and greens and the sparkle. It looks seriously like somebody had just spilled out aquamarine and sapphires and just the most incredible colors along this pure white sand. I remember thinking, I can't ever forget this. That trip was, you know, many years ago, 2006. And I can still instantly recall that picture in my mind at any time. That experience really taught stop and take notice. For those of you who have kids graduating this year, when you're watching that child walk across the stage, are you more concerned with capturing the moment in photographs or are you actually watching your child's facial expressions the pride in themselves and the pride you have for them walking across that stage we're coming up on a lot of wedding season and how many times do you sit in the audience and what are you remembering are you present or are you hoping like oh I hope this gets over soon we got to get home and I got to take care of mowing the lawn and doing all this other stuff yeah you know it's During this time, it's been really interesting to uh, think about what is um, not purpose, but being present and and purpose. Like, what is my purpose 
in this moment that I'm experiencing right here. You know, I love to watch sunsets. I love to watch the mountains from my porch. And there's many times where I'll take a little snapshot of those porch moments and post them on my my social media. Those are the moments that I think I want to remember this forever. Sometimes it's just a sense of peace that you have in those moments or joy. Maybe you're proud of that moment, proud watching your, your child cross that stage or proud of your child getting married. Maybe it's something simple, Mm -hmm. just sitting on my front porch, watching the birds and smelling the flowers that are blooming and, you know, just enjoying that moment. You know, the 2020 was a year where a lot of people were taking self-care. There was more attention on self-care. How do we take better care of ourselves? Part of that self-care is being present in the moment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So how are we being present in that moment? Is it just a chore that we're like, oh, I'm washing my face. Then I'm taking care of myself and I'm there scrubbing my feet, making them look pretty. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that isn't really enjoyable. But if I sit back and I relax and I just take in the aromatherapy of the products or the aromatherapy of of the sense around me, Mm. using all my senses to enjoy that moment and be present. We kind of forget is that our brain actually only can focus on one thing at a time. And again, in our modern culture, we're rewarded for doing 5,000 things at a time. The other thing that we forget is that you only have the present moment. Your past is irrelevant and you aren't promised the next breath. Mm -hmm. And for those of us, you know, we've both had a lot of death and grief and loss in our families in the last couple of years. And, and you aren't promised tomorrow you have right now, what are you going to do with it? What are you going to remember with it? Or for those of you who have young children, I'm sure there's moments where you just feel completely overwhelmed and you just need to take five seconds to breathe just to pull yourself back into the present. Or I think about times where I wanted to only live in the future because the present was so awful that I wouldn't allow myself to be present because the reality was I didn't like what the present was having in my life at that moment. We've all been there. A lot of people got hit with that in 2020 of saying, wow, I don't want to be present because I don't like the present. And yet what we forget is that if we don't engage in the power of the present, we actually lose incredible opportunities to change things, to change ourselves and to really reorient what our calling in life is or, or what we want to, what our life actually needs to be about. You know, in the summer here in the mountains, everybody loves to hike. I think about trails that I've hiked multiple times. And each time I go and I hike some of those favorite trails, I make myself look for something I haven't seen before because there's all the common, like, oh, you know, that signpost is going to be around that corner, or there's a big rock around here, that big tree we had lunch under, or will the lake will look like this, but it's like, we'll find something different Mm -hmm. and really open up your senses deepen your sense of curiosity and open up that sensory experience. Like, did you actually hear the birds? Did you actually smell the scent of the pines and the fresh air? Are you listening to your own breath as you climb or do you feel the warm sunshine on you? That's a theme that I think you guys are going to hear us touch on a lot today in this episode is it's really, are you engaging your five senses? And it's not just your, your senses that we commonly think of, of taste and touch and smell, but also start engaging your intuitive senses, the senses in the spiritual realm. How many times have you guys sat in church 
And you do not remember one stitch of the hymns or the sermon. <laughs> I'm sitting, you guys can't hear, can't hear me. I'm sitting here nodding my head. We, we had this discussion yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah. You go into church and you're just going through the motions. You're like, okay, let's boom, let's get this done. So I can get on to the next thing. Are we emotionally, spiritually? Yeah. Physically I'm here, right. but am I listening to the words? in the, in the sermon, in the homily, listening to what he has to say to me or the Bible verses or the, the hymns, anything that's going on in that moment, observing those around us. Gosh, you know, Beth looks a little down today. I'm just going to say a quick prayer for her. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to say a quick prayer for her. It's just about being physically present, emotionally present, spiritually present. Yep in that moment. It is. And we don't just that. And I know sometimes I'll snap my fingers or tap my wrist or something just to bring me back into the present because we miss so many messages that God is giving us and that other family members, I'll bet every one of our listeners has a situation where they have a regret around a situation where, because they weren't present, they missed a milestone happening in their family's life. I'll never forget one time when I was working at my, one of my last corporate roles. And one morning my, my boss came in and he's just an amazing guy, really great guy. He was seemed just really dejected and really moping around. And this was very unusual for him. And I remember saying to him, what's going on? And he's just like, ah, it's kind of a tough morning and hard last night. And, you know, I didn't want to push too much. It was his personal life. And I don't necessarily need to know that. You know, he told me later when we went and grabbed a cup of coffee, he said, you know, I really shortchanged my son last night. I was so busy on my phone that I missed him returning a 98 yard kick all the way and having the touchdown that won the game and the look of dejection on his face, like he was crushed. You know, he said, my character got tested last night. I glanced down at my Blackberry. Of course, that was when Blackberries were the thing. <laughs> this is a little, a few years ago. I looked down at my Blackberry because my boss sent me what I thought was an urgent email. And while I was taking two minutes to read that, the ball got snapped and I missed it. And he said, I could hear people cheering. My wife was elbowing me. He said, though, when I happened to glance up a few seconds later, he said, I could just see my son and his teammates jumping around in the end zone. I never saw it. I knew that after the game, my son was going to walk up to me and he was going to say to me, dad, did you see me? I had a character decision to make. Was I going to lie to him and say, I saw it, son. That was amazing. I had to stand there and tell my son, I didn't see it. That was the hardest conversation that I've had. He said, now, thankfully somebody filmed it so I could go look at it. And I lost something for my son that day. It cost me and it cost my son. I will never do that again. And how many moments have we all had with a situation like that, where we miss something, even like this morning, I was listening to a podcast while I was cleaning the house. And, and I think I only heard about half of what they actually said. And I was thinking about what we were going to talk about today. And I was like, man, I need to get back to practicing this in my own life. I mean, it's amazing how, you know, God brings these things and like, Oh, here, here's something for you to work on. You should record a podcast on this. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that example. And I think about how many times do we just miss something 
that we we could have been present for and how are we going to do better with that Karen I know one thing that you do that I do not do and I need to start practicing this and that is meditation love it yeah I practice a form of what's called natural meditations I've studied the power of meditation for many years and I really liked its stress breaking and the good health benefits of it but I wasn't really comfortable with a bunch of music or chants or different things but I wanted to engage in something that was really healthy for my mind and body. And so I practice called streamline meditation and it's just sitting quietly with your thoughts. And it's really powerful because it has completely shifted me into the present in ways that I had no idea. I was just totally ignoring. And if I'm really honest with you all, I was ignoring my present because I hated my present reality. As I started to begin to meditate and realize that I had the power to change my current reality, I didn't have to stay in corporate America. I could change how I operated in my life. I could change what was happening in my life. And meditation really opened that door for me. And so it's become just a really healthy mindfulness practice for me. If you guys want to check it out, you can go to my website, purelightleadership.com. And there's a link there for streamline meditation. It's just a beautiful, there's no music or talking or anything. It is guided. So you know what to do. It has really been life-changing. And I can tell you, I never expected something like that to be so life-changing for me, but it really has been. (laughs) Well, good. I do yoga, even though I'm not meditating in the form that you are. I think that's still a form of meditation for me Yep, because it does calm my mind, calm my body. And I have to be present to really make the best of it. It is. And actually yoga has its basis in meditation. Um, Those movements came out of meditative forms. And so that's one reason why yoga is so restorative. And I think that's a really great tip for people of getting yourself to move into the present is to move your body, to move your mind. Maybe it's um, reading a book or taking a walk or doing some yoga, or it's drinking water or even prayer. Those are all physical things that force us to be focused now. Have you tried to drink a glass of water while you're running? It just doesn't work very well, but it's the same thing with prayer. Prayer engages us in the present spiritually. So if you are feeling a sense of fear or panic or worry or concern, just stop and pray. And it doesn't have to be some fancy thing. It can literally be just like, God, help me. Anything that you can do that really forces you to come back to the present really begins to build this beautiful habit in yourself and you begin to notice more. And then if you become aware of things in your life that you don't necessarily like or want to change, you begin to realize like you have the power to do that. And it is something that we do need to to practice, to keep doing and explore. How can I be more mindful today? How can I be more present in this moment? You talked about your boss putting down that cell phone and actually being in that moment. Maybe it's not a game that you enjoy watching, but it's not about that. Right. It's about supporting the person that you're there to support and giving them your attention. Now, do I give my kids that are in sports, do I give them a hundred percent of my attention while I'm there? Not usually. I'm usually distracted by something because I'm like a a squirrel. I see a nut and I'm chasing it, but (laughs) most of us are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's that bright, shiny syndrome. I see something and I'm on to the next thing. So I, there are moments where I have to remind myself 
to, you know, snap out of it, Duza, get, get clear and be present. It is. And I think if you start out with some small daily habits of really intentionality, so maybe it's something as simple when you are having your very first cup of coffee in the morning, really experience that flavor or the heat of the coffee on your tongue, or just the sense of, oh man, that's good. Um, really start to notice just little things like that. Or if you're Great, putting Karen, on- now I want a cup of coffee. <laughs> coffee I Like I need right <laughs> any reason to have more coffee. coffee. Bring us all the coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just in case you listeners really want to know how to make us happy. We like coffee, <laughs> all the coffee. <laughs> We want to have coffee with you too. So just let us know. Coffee with my cream. Bring the cow. Bring the cow. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really just noticing those little things or when you drive to work, I'm sure most of us take the same route to places, go a different street or right now in this time of spring and summer where there's so many plants and trees blooming now that weren't a week ago, just notice what's different. The other day I was taking clothes off the clothesline and I love line dried sunshine clothes and just smelling that fresh air and sunshine on them. What brings back a good memory, like create a memory or when you're hugging your loved ones, do they have a favorite cologne or scent where you're just like, ah, because like you said, what do you want to remember about those loved ones that are gone? And do you remember what they smelled like? Maybe they had a favorite cologne or perfume that they wore mm-hmm. and just things that bring back that sense of, of good memory for you. My dad, as I mentioned before, my dad was a mechanic. Every time I go to Costco on the way out is the tire center. And I pass by that and I'm like, oh, like my dad. <laughs> But so it's, true. you know, it's something that, that will be with me forever or going to a garage. There are certain smells that just remind me of him because he was in the garage so much. And then when he was home and he was in our garage, if he wasn't working on a car, he was woodworking. So the smell of cut lumber also reminds me of him. There are certain smells that wake your senses and take you back to that moment. They really do. It's so powerful to really have that. Mindfulness and being present takes practice. And so I would just encourage you guys, start small. Maybe just set an alarm on your phone that at the top of every hour, you just sit for one minute and you notice something. Maybe it's a physical sense, like the air is warm or it's cool, or the coffee you're drinking tastes great. Or how do you feel in your body? Like, are you tired or you're energized Mm -hmm. or you're happy? And really just giving deep gratitude for this. I will tell you guys too, this is where your gratitude practice really can get supercharged. Can I make a confession here, Jennifer, about gratitude? Sure. When I first heard about gratitude, I thought it was a bunch of baloney. (laughs) I was like, I'm already thankful for everything. Why don't I just sit here and do a gratitude practice and blah, 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 blah. It was one more thing to put on my plate where I didn't have time for. And everybody's like, oh, you just need to be grateful and all this good stuff will happen to you. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. And I'd try the gratitude journals and I'd sit there and I'd be like, I am grateful. And I like that (laughs) five-year-old kid, like making myself do it. And I was totally missing the point. What it was is that I was in a season of my life where I didn't want to be present in my own life because it was so challenging and so difficult. 
what gratitude forced me to do was to look at those things and say, okay, what can you change? Okay. I can change a, B and C. What can I not change D E and F and where can I give gratitude for what is good and even gratitude for the hard times, so that I could recognize the value of how it made me change as a person or how it launched me actually into some of the better times of my life. It created this sense in me that of gratitude is that deep sense of mindfulness and feeling. It's a deeper level than thankfulness and where it's really your heart just is like, man, I can't believe I get to do this or, oh, I can't believe how much I love this person or what an amazing experience. And it actually draws more experiences to us that we can be grateful for. And if that alone is the only reason you practice gratitude, it's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. And it can look different. It doesn't yes. have to be about gratitude. It could be about for your purpose. Yes. Being in a mindfulness of gratitude was important. Maybe it's about joy. Yeah. Finding joy in your life every day. Maybe it's about seeing where you're blessed every day. Yeah. Of course, that goes along with gratitude. If you are feeling like you are in deep despair and there's no good in your life, Mm -hmm. you start practicing that and you will see things change in your life. You really will. And that's such an important piece because I'm guessing that a lot of our listeners out there right now, I mean, all of us really want some more joy, don't we? Like how many of you are like, man, it's been a while since I drank from the pitcher of joy. I think that was called the margarita pitcher. (laughs) I think I was drinking the dirty bath water when I think you need to get the margarita one. Margarita. Oh, margaritas. Okay. Or at least like the best latte you've ever had in, in, or cappuccino in Italy. Mm. Yes. Come Uh-oh. here, lover. <laughs> I was reading an article the other day by Dr. Jordan Peterson, and some of you guys may be familiar with him. Some of you may not. He's a Canadian psychologist, and he's written the book, The 12 Rules for Life. And I really like his perspective on things. He's very brainiac, so I can only handle him in certain small segments. He really talked about how we all say we want to be happy, but it's actually a myth that just basically says actually what we want to avoid is being miserable or in pain. I thought that was such a profound perspective because we have the ability by being present to either engage in happiness and joy or staying in pain and being miserable. And knowing that you have the gift of choice to decide is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And when you stay in the present moment, you give yourself the gift of choice. Mm-hmm. Now, as humans, we like to run away from choice because it requires a level of responsibility and accountability that we don't want to be responsible for. That's why so many people would rather have someone tell them what to do than to actually create something. This is why you're an entrepreneur. And this is why you're here listening today is you want something different, but just being present, give yourself back your joy and your happiness. It's already in you. You just have to decide to let it out. My daughter is one of those people that has trouble making choices. Sometimes I create things for her to make a choice over so she can learn how to do that with Mm -hmm. something that isn't a big risk. You know, it's just, do you want red or do you want blue? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Which one do you think I should take? I (laughs) I don't know. I, you just pick one. And there's times where I'm starting to get frustrated. I'm like, it's not a marriage proposal. It's just a sandwich. You know, just, just pick one. You're okay. Either way. Do you want peanut butter and jelly or do you want turkey and roast beef? (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> I love it. And that's a really good place to start, like with being present. Like when you make a decision, how many times do we always just say, oh, I don't care. Even how many times with like, what do you want for dinner? What if you actually stopped and you ask yourself that question with a focus on being present as you answer that? Okay, what physically sounds good? What mentally sounds good? What's something that would be good for your bodies and mind? So in the spiritual realm. And what would you actually enjoy eating and cooking? How would you make a different decision based on that? So many times we're just like, I don't know, it's just food. And Mm -hmm. I think about, wow, really? (laughs) But we do that in all kinds of areas of our life. And it's just, we've gotten so busy and we've lost sight of what we're actually prioritizing in our lives. And being present forces you to look at all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's simple to say, be present, but it's a lot harder to practice it. <laughs> well, it is because we just go through the motions. The beginning of last night, I was saying that I sat down with my family. We were watching a couple episodes of one of our favorite shows. So we were just in that pattern, that routine. We each have our special place that we sit on in the couches and the certain way that we sit and we've got our favorite beverage and it's just routine for us. And what broke that cycle last night is that my husband actually came in. He usually doesn't watch the show with us, but he came in and sat down. So it automatically changed things up. And that brought us back to reality, brought us back to being present in that moment. And Hey, look, dad's here. Let's, let's talk about stuff. Um, And so it was just fun. We, we actually stopped what we were doing in our routine and we were all present instead of getting lost in TV. Yeah. What a gift your presence is in the present to people. I think about, you know, times of grief or family loss where I'm sure you guys had this with your dad too, where like we had people just showing up, bringing food, asking if they could help with something, dropping a card by. It was amazing to see how they came to support us with the loss of our family member. My mom had passed away and just offering their support by being present with us. Even if it wasn't a big deal, just someone being there made such a difference. You know, I have to, and I don't want this to take a different turn here, but I will tell you that I was actually surprised at people that I thought would be present or that I would hear from. And I heard nothing. Yeah. That happened to us too. <laughs> that was very eye-opening because we are so busy in our lives. It was eye-opening for me knowing that how many times have I done that where I have maybe mentioned something on Facebook, but I didn't send a personal card or mm-hmm. send a personal text voice message. It's not always about attending the funeral or being there, but just sending a personal message to say, Hey, I, I love you. I care about you thinking mm-hmm. of you. Yeah. And it's so true. I think sometimes we're like, Oh, well, I made a comment on their social media post. And let me tell you, it is not the same thing as getting an actual card in the mail or a bouquet of flowers. Or like, I think about as people sent us flowers, just the delight that that gave us each time a bouquet arrived. And it, what it did was it actually switched just out of grief mode, even just for five or 10 minutes to recognize like, wow, this person cared enough to pick a bouquet, to spend money on it, to send it, to write a nice note and to express their care and concern, to see the beautiful colors that were so just alive when everything else felt like it was just crushingly suffocating in so many ways. And you just realize like, wow, I just need to be present and noticing these things. And really, am I working on things that are eternal 
or things that are temporary. I think being present really forces you to come back, especially if you have like a personal mission statement or goal or vision or your list of personal priorities. Like it pulls you back to say, hey, if I'm committed to being present with my kids, how many times am I on my phone when my kids are in the room? Mm-hmm. You know, I work really hard with this when my nephew comes over. The reality is, is like my business is on my phone. So there's times where I have to check it, but I work really hard when he's with me that I don't check it around him. And it's funny how he notices that enough that last time he was here, I had to be on it for a short time. And he looked at me and he was like, are you done with that thing yet? I want you back. (laughs) And, you know, and he was dead serious about it. And I was like, wow, okay, buddy. Yeah. But I was so grateful he was willing to say something too, because it's so easy just to grab it. Like, oh, well, we're sitting down and he and I like to watch John Wayne movies together. It would be easy for me when the movie is on commercial, just to slide my hand over and grab the phone. And yet he even notices that. And it, it really is saying, nope. I am with my nephew. If I can't tell my business clients to just hold it for a few minutes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where's my priority as a person? I think that's the biggest challenge of being present is you've got to decide what are you going to engage in? And honestly, we don't like making those decisions. We don't like committing to them because it means you have to say no to other things. And we are not well-trained in saying no, which could be a whole nother episode of boundaries and saying no. (laughs) We have some tips. I think we covered them all, Karen, but let's just recap real quick for you in being present. Put down your social media and your tech, your technology, your phones, at least for a little bit every day to start with. I know we're all attached to them. I know some of us are on call, but even if it's just during your family dinner or for 20 minutes while you walk or just whatever, take some time to like step away from your technology and your devices. Mm-hmm. Another one would be your gratitude mm-hmm. journal or your journal, your anything that you're doing to write down. Maybe it's finding joy. Maybe it's finding where you're blessed in your life. Mm-hmm. Writing those down and being mindful of those and being present in those moments so that if you're having a tough day, you can flip back through your gratitude journal and look at, oh yeah, I remember that. That was a great day. Yeah. I love that. That was a great day. And it immediately brings a smile to your face. It's so powerful. Another tip is engage your five physical senses. So your taste, touch, smell, sight, and hearing. Also engage your next level senses, things like your intuition, your knowing, and your well-being. Like really engage those. Next time you eat a meal, taste your your actual food. As a farmer and rancher, like I really appreciate it if you actually taste your food. <laughs> so you can actually tell me like, oh, that steak was amazing. And I know that you didn't just scarf it down in 10 seconds, but like taste the meat, taste the food. Same thing if you're outside walking, actually feel the temperature on your skin and the senses. Like what birds did you hear? Like really, really engage those. And the same with like your intuition. When was the last time you just took time to sit quietly and actually ask your heart, what does he want to tell me? Or listen to your intuition when it tells you things or to engage in prayer. Those are all beautiful acts of being present. Listen and understand and not just listen, but hear and understand. This alone will completely transform your life. How many times have you been talking to someone and you know, they are mentally checked out. They're nodding but they are not engaged with you. They do not. Or how many times have you sat in a business meeting and you have totally tuned the boss out? And then he says, Hey, Karen, what's your comment on this? And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. <laughs> when you're listening to someone really like shut all the open tabs in your brain and just focus on that person. One way that you can do that is to look that person in the eyes 
and to actually maybe tilt your head to the side, ask yourself, how would you feel if you knew that the person wasn't listening to you? And even if it's a short conversation or a long conversation, and I'm not saying you have to listen for an hour to someone, but just most of our interactions with people are pretty short, but just fully do that. Particularly if you're in sales, if you want to increase your sales dramatically, stop rushing, listening to people. Fully engage, listen to that person, listen to everything they are not physically saying to you and all the things they are saying to you. I guarantee you, you'll double and triple your sales in the first month and you won't even know what you did differently. They will feel like a million bucks. And here we, we keep saying, listen and understand, listen, listen, but you need to hear. Yeah. And there are times when I realize I'm not hearing because I'm listening and I'm trying to engage in that conversation and put things in, I will take my finger. Now the CDC don't get all over me on this one, but I take my <laughs> finger and put it to my mouth to remind myself, shh, be quiet, yeah. listen here. And when I do that, it's a physical reminder to my brain mm-hmm. to shut my mouth, listen and hear being present in that conversation has more to do with hearing those words, understanding those words, then engage in conversation. Right. (laughs) Well, I just want to thank you for, for just being my partner in crime, my partner in this podcast and sending your love and support during a difficult time for our listeners as well that reached out and sent messages of caring and and prayers. It was very nice to get those. And I appreciate that. Thank you. I absolutely really remember being present is a gift and you have today. So don't squander it, honor it, that the gift that it is and give that gift to yourself and others. Mm -hmm. Take care, everybody. And we look forward to having you on the next Brilliant Horizon. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We hope you found value in what you heard today. Drop us a note to let us know your favorite takeaway or application from today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, be sure to leave us a review. And as always, if you're ready to grow and advance your own God-given callings, contact Jennifer or Karen for personalized coaching. Don't let your dream go one more day without living it out.